48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Maya Kerwin. The top stories. China successfully lands the Jurong rover on Mars. The hospital authority says less than a third of full-time workers have had COVID jabs. And in Taiwan, authorities raise the COVID alert level for Taipei and New Taipei. State media says China's Zhurong rover landed on Mars. The touchdown makes China the second spacefaring nation after the United States to successfully land on the Red Planet. Robert Kemp has more. The Tianwen-1 spacecraft landed on Mars' southern utopia plane. A rover named Zhurong will now survey the landing site before departing from its platform to conduct inspections. Tianwen Wan, or Questions to Heaven, after a Chinese poem written two millennia ago, is China's first independent mission to Mars. A probe co-launched with Russia in 2011 failed to leave the Earth's orbit. The Phaeton spacecraft blasted off from Hainan Island last July, launched by the powerful Long March 5 rocket. After more than six months in transit, it reached the Red Planet in February, where it had since been in orbit. President Xi Jinping issued a message of congratulations to all the people involved in the mission. The chairman of the hospital authority says that less than a third of its full-time workers have received a COVID jab. Speaking on a radio program, Henry Fan said this was in spite of the authority offering half days off and shuttle buses to vaccination centres. Speaking on the same program, the authority's chief manager, Tony Coe, said that the relatively stable pandemic situation here might be the reason. But he warned that the vaccines had a limited shelf life. Of course, we know that some of the vaccines, in particular in Hong Kong and beyond that, they have got a limit of time where the vaccines uh, is uh, more effective. So I think it's very important that both the public and of course our colleagues as well to receive the vaccination as soon as possible. The authority last month announced that frontline medical workers who had not been vaccinated should have a rapid COVID test on a regular basis. Taiwan has raised its COVID-19 alert level for Taipei and nearby New Taipei City. The move came as the island announced 180 new domestic infections. Wendy Wong has more. The new route that will last for two weeks will not mean offices, schools or restaurants having to close. But cinemas and other entertainment sports will be shut down and family gatherings limit to five indoors and ten outdoors. Taipei's government has already ordered bars, nightclubs and similar venues to shut. Since the pandemic began, Taiwan has reported fewer than 1,500 cases among a population of about 24 million, most of them imported from abroad. But a recent rise in community transmissions has spooked residents. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has warned that one of the Indian coronavirus variants found in England could threaten next month's relaxation of lockdown rules. He said 1,300 cases had been detected in a week, more than double the previous seven-day figure. There were also four confirmed deaths from the variant. The caseload hasn't yet caused increased hospital admissions, but Mr Johnson struck a note of caution. We believe this variant is more transmissible than the previous one, but we don't know by how much. If it's only marginally more transmissible, we can continue more or less as planned. But if the variant is significantly more transmissible, we're likely to face some hard choices. He also announced that the vaccination interval between doses should be reduced from 12 to 8 weeks to improve immunity. All indoor entertainment is still expected to reopen in England from Monday.
President Biden has revoked a string of his predecessor's proclamations. They include Donald Trump's executive order on penalizing attacks on monuments, deriding online censorship and excessive government regulation. Mr. Biden also rescinded plans for a sculpture garden designed to honor American heroes. The Palestinian Health Ministry says an Israeli airstrike on a refugee camp in Gaza has killed at least six Palestinians. An official said the dead included women and children who were inside their home in the Al-Shati camp west of Gaza City. There was no immediate comment from Israel. The UN estimates that the Israeli bombardment has caused 10,000 Palestinians to leave their homes in Gaza. The UN Secretary-General, Antonio Guterres, has called for an end to the fighting. His spokesman is Stefan Dujaric. The ongoing military escalation has caused great suffering and destruction. It has claimed scores of civilian lives, including, tragically, many children. The fighting has the potential to unleash an uncontainable security and humanitarian crisis. The Secretary General reiterates that only a sustainable political solution will lead to lasting peace. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The continuing bombardment of Gaza triggered a day of unrest across the occupied West Bank and in East Jerusalem. At least 11 Palestinians were killed in clashes with Israeli security forces. The BBC's Yolanda Nell reports from Jerusalem. The Biden administration has sent Hadi Amr for talks with Israeli, Palestinian and UN officials in the hope of finding a route to a ceasefire. There have also been confrontations between Palestinians and Israeli security forces across the occupied West Bank and East Jerusalem, as well as in parts of Israel where Jewish and Arab citizens live side by side. There were also protests on the borders of Jordan and Lebanon. The U.S. city of Columbus, Ohio, has reached a $10 million settlement with the family of Andre Hill, a black man shot dead by a white police officer in December last year. Mr. Hill was unarmed when he was shot four times by Adam Coy, who now faces murder charges. Mr. Hill's daughter, Carissa, told reporters the money awarded could never be enough. I think you guys all have to remember how my dad died. He died on a 311 call, non-emergency. He was shot four times. And after the four times, he was laying on the floor. There were 22 officers on scene. Nobody helped my father. The money is not even enough to help out the pain or anything with my dad laying on that floor. The shooting came seven months after the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis, which triggered nationwide protests against racism and police brutality. Around 80 returned travellers from India have landed in Australia's Northern Territory. It's the first repatriation flight since Canberra's imposed a travel ban on arrivals from the country. Radio Australia's Jane Toomey reports. The federal government was expecting to ferry home 150 vulnerable citizens, but the ABC has learned just under half of those were unable to board in New Delhi because they either tested positive to the virus or were close contacts of those who had contracted COVID. Travellers who've made it home are being processed and taken to the Howard Springs quarantine facility on the outskirts of Darwin, but they'll stay for two weeks. Another flight from India is scheduled for about eight days' time. 
A Supreme Court judge in Brazil has ruled that a former health minister does not have to answer questions that could incriminate him when he appears next week before a Senate inquiry into the handling of the coronavirus pandemic. Eduardo Pazuello, who stepped down as health minister in March, is already under scrutiny over accusations that he failed to take up an offer from Pfizer to purchase its vaccine last year. Hundreds of Colombian women have gathered in the capital, Bogota, to denounce sexual abuse by the security forces. The protest follows the suicide of a teenage girl who was allegedly raped by riot police. Police have denied the assault on the 17-year-old who had been arrested during an anti-government demonstration in the city of Popayán. And for a preview of this weekend's football action in England, here's the BBC's John Bennett. Chelsea and Leicester City have been battling it out for a place in the top four all season and now they meet in the FA Cup final. Both managers Thomas Tuchel and Brendan Rodgers are aiming to secure their first trophy in English football and Leicester are trying to make club history. Despite the fact that this will be their fifth FA Cup final, they've never won the oldest knockout competition in club football. The last time they made it to the final was way back in 1969. This season, there's been very little to separate Leicester and Chelsea. They're third and fourth in the Premier League, but back in January, Leicester did beat the Londoners 2-0 in what would prove to be Frank Lampard's last Premier League game before being sacked as Chelsea manager. Talking of the Premier League, this is the penultimate weekend of the season, but with relegation already decided and the title already won by Manchester City, the only real suspense is the race for Champions League qualification. West Ham and Liverpool can put pressure on Chelsea and Leicester City as they try to squeeze into the top four. Liverpool are away to already relegated West Bromwich Albion and West Ham have a tougher test as they travel to inconsistent Brighton. To end the news, the top stories once again. China successfully lands the Zhurong rover on Mars. The hospital authority says less than a third of full-time workers have had COVID jabs. And in Taiwan, authorities raise the COVID alert level for Taipei and New Taipei. And that's the news from RTHK. And here we go, little Hendrix. Hey, baby, new rising sun right here on Radio 3.
She said 